<laughs> I wish that the recorder had picked up my rendition of the song Boys, 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 but with Gene theme lyrics. I know, but unfortunately our beautiful audience will never get to hear it. Oh, our beautiful audience. Very sad for them. Oh, so sad. I'm going to just pull up, hop out, put on a little timer. Okay, cool. 55 <laughs> minutes. Yeah, it's fine. Because I just haven't annoyingly important meeting to yeah. go to. It's good to say what chapter are we on, but <laughs> that's actually not a... <laughs> that's not, that's not how Jean does. have numbers. I know. That's not how Jean It's really June not June. useful. Everybody, summertime June. <laughs> you remember June. <laughs> oh, I don't even know where, where to start. Jean, have you not found it yet? No. I can't remember if I've read... Do you want me to oh, find it for you? Small Tooth. Small Tooth is a while back. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we went soft, we lost our edge, that's something. Lump, okay. lump, lump. Yeah. Old man's him. Yep. Yep. We're getting close. We're getting close now. Prophecy impressions. How can they be put to the test in the face yes, of the unanswered? Yes, this one, this okay. one, that one. I think the chapter quote is a banger, actually. Another banger. Mm-hmm. Should I say smanger? <laughs> Thank you for permission to put smanger in this episode. <laughs> I miss smanger, girl. Language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language。language
they all get killed one after the other mm-hmm. um and it's pretty pretty rough mm-hmm. because of um well it's pretty rough mm-hmm. uh this is all happening sort of like in the well in the latter half of the first millennium AD so between 600 and 869, mm-hmm. which is kind of quite far in the past, mm. if you ask me. That's really quite far in the past. It's really quite far in the past. Mm. Um, and according to 12 Shia doctrine, um, Hujat Allah ibn al-Hassan mm. uh, is the current Imam and the promised Mahdi, a oh, messi- wow. mess- messianic figure who will return um, with the Prophet Isa being Jesus, mm. he will re-establish the rightful governance of Islam and establish justice and peace in the whole earth. Mm. According to 12 Shia doctrine, he has been living in the occultation since 1874 mm. and will continue as long as God will. So he like he escaped and he he escaped being killed. Don't you think he went him? into hiding and mm-hmm. he'll come back to judge the living and the dead? So like all of them, like 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 a lot of. Dude. I mean, don't you think it's embarrassing how much we did not quite realise how much, how barefacedly June ripped from just, like, actual Islam? Yep, I do think it's embarrassing. <laughs> and I also think it's embarrassing for Frank. It's Mostly it's embarrassing for Frank. But it is also embarrassing for me that I just do not this know. This chapter kind of whips. But it's also it's weird and sexist and terrible. The strength of a woman can be boundless. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Mm-hmm. Certain it is in a reverend, reverend oh, you mother. Far. Oh, but anyway, just, like... Just this is it's 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 fucked up. Some you know the world building in June is basically it's all fucked up. I will take the boy man, your son. The man boy, the boy boy. Just like how can you write like this book basically about Muslim theology? And let's be let's be fair. <laughs> and the main character is a, a dude called Paul. It's called Paul. No, no, no. His name is Paul. I love some. Of, I'm getting so I'm getting so ready to read some of these quotes. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what did you laugh at? What did you laugh at? Um, I um, I woman, I care not if you kill me. He was honourable and brave, but it was stupid to put him himself in anyway. I woman, woman, and also do as she says, you worm-faced, crawling, sand-brained piece of lizard turd. Yes, I'm not there yet. How do you read so fast? Eyes move so quick. Mm. And if I agree to teach you the weirding way, oh. Weirding. Time to get weirding. Let's get weirding, as they say on the other podcast. Shout That's out. Good. Let's get weirding the podcast. Let's get weird. It's good. Yeah, it's good. They actually talk about Dune. Yeah, unlike us. Mm-hmm. You don't even really read it before, <laughs> before the record. Oh, I love Jessica. Yeah, Jessica's so cool. <gasps> oh, character. Important character. <laughs> my noisy son. Oh my god, I can't wait to do some some readings. <laughs> Yes, it's going to be great. This chapter's going to be so fun. You do only have probably like 40 minutes. This chapter is a a, 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 a payload of good... We might have to come back to it, just like do a two-parter. Yeah, this is girl chapter about girls. Mm, it's about girls. Girls, girls, girls. Come along, child man. Manling, my son's been tested with the gonja bar. I just want to like do a just dramatic reading of this entire chapter. I know. It's cold. Like, it's really it's like peak June. Peak June. It's good. And that it's bad. 
Oh, but it's also weirdly great. Despite its good bad bad goodness. <laughs> a lot a lot of um, you know, saying the quiet part the quiet part loud. Her mind focused on the value of this troop, seeing what was revealed here about the Fremen culture. I'm thinking about it. I wonder what the reaction of Jessica is supposed to be to the value of this troop mm. and the Fremen culture. Even your cub knows the wit. Even your weird little cub knows that funky way. <laughs> that funky way. Even your freaky little dude. Now there's a character, she has appeared. I like how you're doing the exact same... <laughs> saying the exact same things as I am. Yeah. Just, like, just let you know where I'm at. Five minutes later, it's, mm-hmm. it's cool. Uh-huh. So annoying. Like, literally so annoying. I'm still hard at work on... Composing boys, 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 brackets, summertime, not great. You can perform it when we're done with the child. Dune lyrics. (laughs) Take the child man under your wing. Come along, child man. Come along, child man. But you can so imagine, like, Zendaya being like, come along, child man. I know, it's going to be so cute. It's also going to be so, like... Annoying. Annoying. I feel like this this is the opportunity for, like, Whedon-esque, like, dialogue. I know. Which I don't want. Come along, Do you think Denny would do that to us? Yes. Denny, Denny. Do you think he'd do us like that? He would subject us to... Denny, Denny. This dumb kind of dialogue. Do, do, do. Man, that is the musical episode. Please cut that out. I can't stand to be heard to be singing. Even the even the chapter quote is like pretty iconic. It's pretty fucking good. Um, I'm finished reading. It, it actually weirdly asks more questions, uh, like raises more questions than it answers. But that's cool in this one case. We are gathered here today to read a chapter of June. It was very interesting. No time for preamble. We've got like 30 minutes. Let's get it. Let's get it. Do you want to read the title or do you want to summarise? I will read the chapter quote, please. Cool, cool, cool. Um, Okay, and here it is. Prophecy and prescience. How can they be put to the test in the face of the unanarded... Let me start again. Prophecy and prescience. Yeah, I started off like rocketing out of the gate. (laughs) How can they be put to the test in the face of the unanswered question? Consider, how much is actual prediction of the waveform, as Muad'Dib referred to his vision image, and how much is the prophet shaping the future to fit the prophecy? What of the harmonics inherent in the act of prophecy? Does the prophet see the future, or does he see a line of weakness, 
a fault or cleavage that he may shatter with words or decisions as a diamond cutter shatters his gem with a blow of a knife from private reflections on Muad deep by the princess Irulan. not that private were they i was gonna say if they were that <laughs> private would they have been published but do we know of the providence provenance of the quote interesting quote though very interesting cool to think about again not super a lot to do with the chapter. No, and in fact, probably <laughs> introducing law that has not yet been no, introduced. No, if we've not in yet come into. No. But interesting. Very interesting. What did you do that for? I just wanted to see what you it was. You see it's lost my face. I didn't know what it was. Oh. I still don't really know what it I is. I think it's a phone. Ray has an interesting pencil case mm-hmm. that I had to, to, to turn over while we were reading the chapter quote. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was not worth it for the amount of disruption it caused in the episode. <laughs> anyway, so Jessica and Paul are in this cave. It's like a fairyland. Apart from now, the... Like a fairyland? Um, the, some, a Fremen company have descended on them. First they think it's one person, then they think it's two, and then they realise it's a whole lot of people who are just not making any sounds, which is very scary. Mm. Um... They sort of seem first like they're going to attack them and Jessica and Paul are ready to fight but they want to make a good sort of impression and try and get themselves secure with this company and see if they can protect them. Um, it's pretty clear that they are followers of Liet, whatever that might mean, hmm, thinking about it. Hmm. Um, and that um, they want Paul, they know he's the Duke's son, but they could do without Jessica unless she proves her worth to them. They call him a boy man and a child boy and a teen teen boy a lot um, <laughs> teen child they call him teen wolf and um, teen wolf <laughs> and then jessica proves her worth by being a cool kick-ass lady like in a joss whedon movie um and she she pins still girl against the wall and it's very sexy. she's basically black widow yeah point. but it's good still mm-hmm. um and they have a flirty conversation about how she's a weirding woman and she Think uses it's flirty I was thinking more about the Charlie bit being flirty. Well, the Charlie bit's disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. But anyway, um, yeah, they um, have a chat. Uh, Jessica kind of invokes the missionaria protectiva that Ben and Jess were at left years ago to like sort of make it seem like she's of the prophecy. And there's an interesting thing here about like how some civilizations have like done their clever thinking that shapes the way that these, like, other civilizations behave and respond to them uh, because of how they've been, like, made to believe and, like, really have this kind of gross feeling about it. Like, certain groups of people are, like, easier to deceive or, like, easier to manipulate or less civilised because they have certain beliefs or, like, yeah. So that sucks. Um, But anyway... um, Paul, and, Paul scrambles up into the rock and he makes lots of noise and Shadow finds him and it's Charney who he's seen in his future dreams and she's very pretty and he gets blushy and she's mean to him. Yeah. Not being, and that's nice. Um, and she, it's not, well, it's like... She says, come along, man boy. <laughs> come along, boy boy. <laughs> and um, they come back down and Paul disarmed a Fremen called Jamis. We're Jamis Jamis, I hope you like Jamis too. And um, Jamis is mad about it. <laughs> I actually know someone called Jamis. Do you? It's spelled the same. It's probably Jamis. I re- actually, when I listen to the audiobook, it's Jamis, so it probably is Jamis. 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 If you could get the Bob Marley jokes in, you know. I know, you have to you make did. them. Um, yeah, so it was a long chapter, but I think that's all that happened. 
Yeah, but also so many iconic things happened. Mm, it was peak fucking June. Ah. So much to say. And I mean, um, the, you know, the wonderful uh, parody of June that mm, someone showed Dune. us. Dune. L. Yes. Thank you. I think this is this is the bit that we read that was a, was a parody of this. Mm, it was, yeah. The boy, so, my man. Yeah. So that was good. Um, <laughs> it's just so much to say. Okay, where do we go? Interesting that there's a bit of con- untranslated conlang here. It feels a bit disrespectful. Given that there's so much like, lang lang. Yeah. Just all over the place. Mm. So this is Chakopsa. Chakopsa. I'm gonna guess so. An ancient hunting language. Do you wanna give it a little read? No. I extremely don't want to do that. Do you? No. <laughs> to Paul, the words were gibberish. But out of her benedictine training, Jessica recognised the speech. It was Chakopska, one of the ancient hunting languages, and the man above them was saying that perhaps these were the strangers they sought. It's interesting, there's like something here and then something else at the end where it's like the Fremen live in a really militarised way and their culture comes out of hunting, like hunting and surviving. Mm-hmm. Like Siege, which is what they call their like towns, I guess, is based on like a safe place while hunting or something like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I, yeah, like it links back, I guess, to what, something that we noticed earlier in the book of Dune that we read a long time ago. Um, Book of Dune. The Book of Dune, where they mentioned that um, Fremen was like, the Sardaukar were raised on this in really harsh conditions so that they would be stronger. But the Fremen also came up on really harsh conditions. So they have this like really intense militaristic society and they're all very strong and fighty and able. And they sort of feel like, off-worlders are going to be really fucking wet. <laughs> um, wet as in weak. Water fast. And also <laughs> weak. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was interesting to, like, notice. Oh, right, yeah. The Fremen, they do. They have this thing where they're, like, they're fighty, I guess. Mm. They're disciplined. Yeah. And more so are they, than are they, are they supposed to be, um, for example, Bedouin? I don't know. Do you want to elaborate? Bedouin being like um, a uh, indigenous Arab, nomadic Arab tribe, I think tribes, mm. um, who live in the desert regions in the Levant, the Arabian Peninsula, Iraq, and North Africa. Mm. And like, they are... Seems like they are probably very heavily based on them, yeah. Yeah, would you maybe think that would maybe you... they maybe are? <laughs> There's so much to say about this chapter that I don't know what to say. Uh, just start with the first... It's just, fucking peak just, dune. Peak dune. I like. I hate how they start calling Stilgar still. Mm. They do do it for the rest of the book. Still? Still? Say his name. Say his name. A heavy brown and upturned moustache is one of the... Um, uh, oh, so heavy. Des- descriptions. Oh, that... so heavy. An upturned moustache? Yeah, he's got like a twiddly bit. <sighs> How do you have a twiddly bit if you're also like a, I don't know, a subsistence desert dwelling hunting oh, man? It's no idea, man. He's He's got his waxes. I think the Fremen probably have good hair care. Fremen with the good hair. Mm. Well, okay. So we know about his moustache. Mm-hmm. We know that everyone thinks that Paul is a child who thinks and speaks like a man. Mm-hmm. Wow. And they work out that the the, the, the guys, people who have found them, 
they're not loyal to the Harkonnen, mm. and so they can sort of like yeah, they're like fugitives because they don't pay the water tax, mm. which is called the Fi. Yeah, is this interesting? No, no. Dude, she says you worm-faced, crawling, sun-brained piece of lizard turd. Yep, that's one of the things mm. that people say. What is there to say about this chapter? Because we did enjoy reading it. We enjoyed reading it so much. Mm. And it has peaked you. It's just like one that's bullshit so hard. It's so one that's bullshit. So, the child man interests me. He is full-fleshed. He has lived on much water. He has lived away from the father's son. He has not the eyes of the Ibad. Yet he does not speak or act like a weakling of the pans. Nor did his father. How can this be? How can this be? Please explain. Please explain. <laughs> Why is this? So, what does he mean by this? Well, I mean, he's saying this This kid looks like an off-worlder, but he acts like a Fremen. Why? Whereas, and I guess it's What like, is the Ibad? Let's fucking look at the book. It's glossary time. Ibad. What's the time? Let's look at the glossary time. Let's look at the glossary time. Ebad. If not, we've got the Dune Encyclopedia. The Encyclopedia of Dune. The Encyclopedia of Dune. Ebad. Eyes of. I. I mean, we kind of assumed, right? You. You can guess from context what it means. Characteristic effect of our diet high in melange, wherein the whites and pupils of the eyes send a deep blue. So the only thing about eyes that we know or care about. Yeah. Had you not, like, wasn't it pretty obvious that it, it was that? obvious, but like, Ibad, I was like, Ibad? I think Ibad. It, yeah, I mean, do you think Frank is going to be thoughtful about how he uses these words? No. That, no. <laughs> of course not. The strength of a woman can be boundless. Mm. Like, take this out. <laughs> Something to take. Take it out and put it on a t shirt. <laughs> the strength of a woman can be boundless, Frank Herbert. Frank Herbert! <laughs> yes! Feminist icon! Feminist Dune. Feminist Dune. Dune feminism. Well, do, um, Jessica is doing some girl boss feminism. She's doing, shall we read Jessica's girl boss moment? Yeah. Um, let's find it. Jessica's motion started as a slumping, deceptive feint to the ground. It was the obvious thing for a weak outworlder to do, and the obvious slows an opponent's reaction. It takes an instant to interpret a known thing, when that thing is exposed to something unknown. She shifted as she saw his right shoulder drop to bring a weapon within the folds of his robe to bear on her new position. A turn, a slash of her arm, a whirling of mingled robes, and she was against the rocks with the man helpless in front of her. Go boss. Go boss. Go well, boss. The, the thing preceding this moment is that basically... They, like, neg her for a whole page. They neg her for a whole page, and they basically say that we, we want your son, we'll take your son in. We'll just leave But, you like, here. you are a dying old woman. You're just a fucking woman, so. And because you can't walk very quietly, maybe. Um, <laughs> I think that was it, yeah. Potentially. Um, I think we could actually... I can see possibility in this strong boy man. Because... <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, can learn. Born one of yourself, woman. Yeah. So, like, then we'll say, maybe we'll kill you, you know? Yeah. But for you, woman, you understand there is nothing personal in this. You know? It's like, maybe we'll just kill you. But it's not, not personal. It's not personal or anything. Unless you've been deep trained from childhood to live here, you could bring destruction on into an entire tribe. It is the law, and we cannot carry useless. And then Jessica just, like, just, just like, cuts, like cuts, him, cuts him off by doing something awesome. Yeah, she just, yeah, go boss. I don't know. I, I mean, this whole thing is like happens so much in films, and we don't have to say why it sucks because it, it does suck. It sucks. It's not cool. It's no. not empowering at all. 
as well, you know, do we even... Wow, the lady does a kick to shut up the man. Empowerment as Mm. a... I mean, yeah, no. Do we? I mean, do we? What kind of power, essentially, is Uh, what I'm trying to get at. Physical power. Women and physical power. Yes. (laughs) Um, Get back, you worm-headed lice. She'll break my neck if you come near. And then... And then uh, Paul noisily, quote unquote noisily, quite stealthily for any human, normal human mm-hmm. being, um, but for people who make no sounds, it's like, it's so dang noisy. I know, it's just like scrumbling. I kind of Scrum- like scrumbling. 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 I like idiot Paul in this chapter, like precocious idiot Paul, but I wish everybody would stop calling him. Child boy. Everyone's like, oh, he's so mature, but he's just being a fucking brat. He's a mature boy man child boy. Like, China calls him a boy man and he's like, I'll have you know. I'm a bad man. <laughs> and then in two chapters he gets married. Oh. Not to her. Oh. Um, no spoilers. No spoilers. He has obeyed. Do, as she says, you worm face crawling, sun-brained pieces of lizard turd. Do it or I'll help you dismember, I'll help her dismember you. Can't you see the worth of this woman? <laughs> Aye! Aye, woman! <laughs> I care not if you kill me. So, anyway. When we slip into the villages and towns, we must mask our origin, blend with the pan and grave and folk. We carry no weapons, for the Christmas is sacred. But you, woman, you have the weirding ability of battle. We'd only heard of it, and many doubted, but one cannot doubt what he sees with his own eyes. You mastered an armoured Fremen. This is a weapon no search could expose. Because her body's so good at fighting. There's a bit where she says, I should teach my way of battle. And she asserts the unconscious ritual intensity of her own words. I like that. Because it's like, there's this thing about ritual and belief and, like, significance that she doesn't have control over. Like, she can say stuff and it can be more binding than she meant it to be. Or it can mean something like, sort of spiritually different than she meant it to mean and, like, binds her to do something. Or, like, it put, sets things into motion in her life in the world. Um, she's like, ooh, these words are powerful, and I, I kind of... I made them a bit, more, a bit too powerful. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, she's, she's kind of at the whim of the powerful words that she's using, or the things... I mean, this, I guess this whole book is about stuff that's been set in motion and you are kind of at its hands... And you have you the way that your life changes because of decisions that other people have made. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, in a way, like I wish I was more of a scholar of June, so I could appreciate hmm. like the metatextualness of the actual narrative of which this is only a part. It's mm-hmm. sort of like a um, like a case study mm. in the unrolling of this particular like future. Mm. If that makes sense, and like an illustration of fate and in a way it reminds me of you know like sort of um epic you know epic cyclical like i'm thinking obviously dangle in the classics odyssey well i mean it's based and on then that was the one with penthesilea and, mm. and so on and mm-hmm. so forth like and i mean and it's all about fate yeah and like it also even has an element of like the i remember we also talked about mm. the odyssey with somebody on a previous episode about two I think years it was ago more. Yeah, um, but that's definitely something Frank was invoking. But it, even, it even has like the the formulae of like yeah. the weirding way, the whip snap of Jessica's muscles. It's mm. like it's but like it's not good. 
Yeah. It's not good. It's not, I mean, it's it's not good in the way that the Odyssey is good. I mean, I mean, serves Frank Herbert right for trying to write the Odyssey. Damn old stupid old Frank. <laughs> Do you want to read the gross Charney bit? Charney. Charney. Okay. So Charney be, be hunting the boy. Yeah. So in the moonlight and reflection of grey stone, Paul saw a small figure in frowning robes, a shadow face peering out at him from the hood, and the muzzle of one of the projective projectile weapons aimed at him from a fold of a robe. I am Charney, daughter of Liet. The voice was lilting, half-filled with laughter. So I don't really read that one, but I don't know how to do... <laughs> I am Charney! I'm daughter of I would not have permitted you to harm my companions, she said. Paul swallowed. The figure in front of him turned the moons into the moon's path, and he saw an elfin face, black pits of eyes. The familiarity of that face, the features... Out of a numberless vision, out of numberless visions in his earliest prescience, shocked Paul to stillness. He remembered the angry bravado with which he had once described this face from a dream, telling the Reverend Mother Gaius Helen Mahayam, I will meet her. And here was the face, but in no meeting he had ever dreamed. Everything about this is so tropes. I know. That girl, she was like a touch of destiny. He felt caught upon a wave, in tune with a motion that lifted all his spirits. Fuck, come on. Fuck off. I feel so... But the teen romance, I'm like, okay. Mm. All right. I mean, also, like, this this thing of, is it a boy or is it a girl? It's so good at fighting, but also it's beautiful. Mm. You know? The elephant face. And she's so rude to him. Vomit. Vom, vom, vomit. No heterosexuality in Dune. Apart from Jessica can fuck who she likes. Yeah, I guess Yeah, so. she can. Just... Uh-huh. You know, it's it's yeah. mm. like this. It's just so weird for him to meet his fated girl. I like yuck. Are they both children at this point? I think they're the same age. Great, good, wonderful. <laughs> um, and I like how they they infuse sort of the kind of workaday palace politics of mm-hmm. you know Jessica and Mapes with sort of like this magical language. Not only language of espionage, but sort of a, a, a language of. Um, I don't know, a secret cult of women magic makers. It's cool. Mm. Listen, um, well, they say, a Benedict witch. Um, and then, it is the legend, someone said. It was said, the shout out Mapes. Shout out to my Mapes. Shout out to Mapes. Do we ever have a shout out to my Mapes? Like, like I just want it to be like, wah, 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 wah. Shout out to my Mapes. I think I was like going to make one and then I didn't. Let me well, just you check just, it's you just clip that. Have we not been recording the whole time? We have, we have. have. I was Uh, really worried. I just got a panic, a pang of fear. Um, Yay. 12 minutes. 12 minutes to go. Um, And it is said that the shout-out mapes gave this report on you, but a thing so important must be tested if you are the Bene Gesserit of the legend whose son will lead us to paradise. How are they going to test it? The CRS who brought you the legend, she gave it under the binding of Karama and Ijaz, the miracle and the inimitability of the prophecy. Mm. This I know. I just feel so weird about Frank using all of this language. I know we say this every what time. What is Karama and Ijaz? Let's have a look. How do you, is it a K? Yeah. It's not um, the guy from Queer Eye. <laughs> I haven't seen it also. Me neither. <laughs> Kukarama, a miracle, an action initiated by the spirit world. By the spirit world. Ijaz, prophecy that by its very nature cannot be denied, immutable prophecy. So the miracle, prophecy, miracle, miracle prophecy. Great. 
Another thing I found out today in my my works mm-hmm. is that like I don't know like like Arabic names are often like you know the the name Jamil mm. means beauty oh beautiful oh isn't that lovely? that's so lovely I love that everybody thought Josie was a man's name yeah it's like Josie and like man's name like no like Joseph Eve <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. <laughs> Whenever I get a taxi, they're like, that's a bloke's name. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm a bloke. Why do you think? <laughs> may not be a man, but I'm a bloke. Or they're like, what's Ray short for? And I'm like, Raytheon. <laughs> boy girl, but a boy boy. A boy man. Boy man. Child. Boy man man. There's a, there's, in Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, um, yeah. there's a, all of the stands have bad names and one of yeah. the stances is called boy boys to men but <laughs> in on crunchy <laughs> on crunchy roll um, they get the and the subtitles they have to pretend that it's not like licensed names so they change them and they change boys to men to boy man men <laughs> boy man man boy man man is the name of this episode <laughs> Boy man, man. Well, how if my son boy my man? Pretty horrible. I think horrible. there are so many like girl boss feminism like quotes for this. Please read epic feminism from Frank Herbert. You are a difficult woman, Stilgar said, but in like an admiring way. Mm. Like well-behaved women rarely make history. Jessica is not a well-behaved woman. Kerchief of the Baka is another thing. The Baka. The kerchief of the Baka. If you become it be separated, you will be recognised as belonging to Silgar's siege. We will talk of weapons another time. Baka, Jessica thought, recognising the religious term, Baka. Is it B-A-K-K-A? Baka, the weeper. She sensed how the symbolism of the kerchief united this band. Why should weeping unite them, she asked herself. Yes, it's in Fremen legend, the weeper who mourns for all mankind, so we knew that. But I guess that's cool. I'm sure that has symbolism. Yeah, well, and the other thing is that's shades of, and I hate myself for knowing this, but the Big Bang Theory is like, my mother had to be tested with the Gondra bar. (laughs) (laughs) So... Paul's already done a test, so he doesn't need to be tested again. So basically, it's not that nothing happens. So basically, this chapter was just, in order to convey how Dune it was, we would just have to read it to you in its entirety. Yeah. You there, do as she says. Out here, woman, we carry... Just, I, I would be so upset. Even if, I, even if I were a woman, if somebody just addressed me as a woman all the time, I'd be so pissed off. I mean, is there, is there something around, like, this... You know, because but they're not sure whether Chani is a boy or a girl to begin with. Are they not? Oh, I guess she's just described as like a person, a figure. Yeah, and um, you know, like, do they not like women? Do they not travel with women? Are there no women in the siege? I think there are, but I think they're like I think I mean, there's something really unimaginative, right, about like every culture apart from the Bene Gesserit, I guess being a, he- a heteropatriarchy yeah. in Dune, every single it. one. Like, they all have the same, like, sort of... And I mean, I don't know, it's just fucking so boring. It's just there's so many men in Dune. Men proliferate so bad. Yeah. I mean, Dune's about men. 
Jean's about great men and heroes and like boy men. Even men. if it's crit- boy, it's about boy men men, and even if it's critical of the boy men men, it's about them. Yeah, I remember reading this. Actually, writing an essay, having read essays about the manness of again the Iliad being an epic war tale, hmm. and like the whole point of it being a man full, full of men, only men mm-hmm. thing. Men only. Aside from camp followers mm-hmm. and, you know, basically some noble women who drive the plot, mm. Helen and goddesses. Um, the whole point of it is that women are non, non-people in this arena because mm. they can't, they, they quote-unquote, can't fight. Yeah. They're not supposed to be able to fight in the way that, you know, they're not supposed to form the bonds of battle that make it so that men are willing to kill for and them. I mean, the only two women who are allowed to be in this chapter are met pe- met women who can do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think also they're sort of noble women mm. who are so- daughters of, of important, important dudes. Yeah. It's very much in the same, like... Yeah. Because, you know, Jessica is understood to be, like, a special kind of magic woman mm. uh, who knows, knows how to weird, knows how to keep a weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so... You know, she is allowed, and Chani has learned the ways of her her, her fighting men brothers. Yeah. To in order in so to the degree to which she's no longer distinguishable or not yet distinguishable. Yeah. From and I think there was something in June about how the women fight, and Paul is like, oh, they have a lady here, in their military company. But um, I think there was something about the feminine the the women do fight, and it's interesting in in God Emperor. Um, ooh. Not much time. It's fine. Um, <laughs> do you not like count down to Dune? <laughs> in God Emperor, um, the eponymous God Emperor has an all female army mm. um, in a very sexist way. <laughs> in an extremely sexist way. Ah, shit. Yeah. So, can't wait for that. But of course, it would be Amazons because this is an epic cycle. Like, I can't believe it would take me. T- can't believe it took me so long to work this out. Yeah, this isn't like Frank sort of uncritically and uh, ambitiously tried to write the Iliad. Mm, I mean, not only is it, um, you know, Islam, Christianity, hero's tale. It's mm. also not only is it Star Wars. Mm. It is also yeah. The Iliad? Mm. So annoying. I know, it's so annoying. Oh my god, there's in a chapter quote for next time, there's such a fucked up word that I really want to read. Hang on, let me read it, let me read it. So this is a teaser for next episode and then we'll probably end the podcast. Okay. Feminine was supreme in that quality the ancients called... <laughs> Spannungsborgen. Spannungsborgen! <laughs> which is the self-imposed delay between desire for a thing and reaching out to grasp... That, that thing. thing. That so it's, thing. It's genuinely like a made-up German compound. Hang on, let now. me look. Let me Google whether it's a real word. I just it needs some umlauts in it, you know. Yeah, I feel like the O should have one. Banons. Oh, it oh it's, real. It's, it's real. real. it's real. It's real. It's real. The ancients. It's real. I think it is the O is meant to have an umlaut. A sequence of events which serve to allow tension or suspense to rise. Oh my god. So it's not even quite <laughs> defined correctly. Spannensbogen, uh, genitive Spannensbogen, Sp- plural Spannen- Spannungsbogen, mm. or Spannungsbogen. <laughs> Thank you. Great. Good pronunciation. <laughs> Meaning literally the span of the bow. 
A self-imposed belay between desire... Delay between... Belay between... Delay between desiring something and taking the action to acquire it. That's, like, useful. That is pretty cool. My terrible brain was like, oh, like... <laughs> Actually, I wouldn't no, say, say it, that. Say it, like, say oh, it. We'll edging. just cut it out. Never mind. I know, I know. Listen to Punch Up the German Meal Made an Edging episode, maybe every episode of the episode, so it's just <laughs> in my brain now. <laughs> Also, I mean, well, I, I would argue that edging is actually more of a belongs of shelf shelf. Which is, which is delay gratification. Ah, belong and shelf shelf. I didn't really take as long of, long of a run up to it as I should have done. Okay. You didn't. Belong shelf shelf. Okay, I'm ending the podcast. <laughs> And that's the, the point where we get to delay your gratification. Until next week. Until next week. We'll just do the fucking segments, I guess. <laughs> okay. Do you like my I'm so bad we learned Walking down the road, but on Friday night I'm purified. Now my feet don't touch the